welcome to 321i Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of iRelaunch, and your host. Today, we welcome Kimberly Frost. Kim is the Director of Public Sector Growth at Britain Industries, a circular eco solutions company where she manages recycling initiatives throughout New Jersey and Pennsylvania tapping into her passion for creative repurposing and sustainable materials management strategies. And we're going to talk about what circular eco solutions means a little later. Following a relocation and the birth of her son, Kim took a career break to adapt to her new circumstances. Her career break was full of yet more significant changes, including founding and closing her own business, family court, and a house rehabilitation. In this episode, we speak with Kim about how she navigated a lot of transition and turbulent times, leading ultimately to relaunching her career. Kim, welcome to 321i Relaunch. Thank you, Carol. So pleased to be a part of this. Well, we're very happy to have the opportunity to speak with you. And maybe we could start by um, finding out more about your career path that led up to your career break and what made you decide to take the career break. Sure, absolutely. Um, I had gone to college and graduated with a bachelor's degree in communications, um, and it was the timing was perfect because the Telecom- Telecommunication Divestiture Act was passed by Bill Clinton, and the industry just took off. So I was part of the dot-com revolution. Mm-hmm. I got to see so many wonderful innovations, new companies and startups, entrepreneurship firsthand and the decision makers that were building these fascinating companies. I was employed by a Fortune 100 telecommunications company, and my client at the time was a global bank. And there was so much turbulence at the time that not only did my employer go Chapter 11, my client did as well. Um, From there, I went to work for a Dutch-based company. They're a global information services provider. I had the pleasure of working for probably my best boss ever, a great, great lady, Um, And at that time, I was going to graduate school in New York City and happened to meet someone that decided we were going to uh, get into a relationship and share our lives together. That coin toss (laughs) about where to live, I lost because I was renting in New York and he was living in Chicago and owning a condo. So I decided after ample planning, uh, a lot of saving over the years and, and working since, I don't know, I think I was 12 when I got my first job. Um, it was time for me to take a break because I wanted to really enjoy this new chapter as a parent and uh, enjoy the blessing of a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, Kim, I'm really glad that you mentioned the financial planning piece of this because it does take financial planning to be able to take a career break. I mean, everyone's situation is unique and some people need more financial planning than others. But the idea that you really um, thought through your um, financial situation and you did and the savings that you had in order to financially plan for this career break is, is an important consideration. Now, we had spoken earlier and you talked about significant trauma and transitions that went on during your career break. And I want to know if you could please share with our audience uh, more about what happened. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I moved, uh, left New York City, moved to Chicago uh, to have my son and to start this new chapter of my life. And it was during that time that 
Um, my son was born early, and I believe after all of the changes of the move, being in a city that I did not have a support system, especially as a new mom, um, and not working, not having those connections, um, after seeing my son on a respirator, I just mm. fell into full-on postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And it was a horrific, horrific experience. I was lucky to have the support system that I did um, in friends and family and a great, a great therapist to be able to work through that. Um, my, my time in Chicago was planned to be a year um, while my, while my ex uh, got some things together, we were going to move back East. I ended up being out there for a decade. And during that time, after I had managed through uh, my mental health issues and, and I was still um, faced with a new unhinging of the relationship. So the plans that I had made thinking with this new chapter of motherhood and family, and I was just going to roll back into work as a mom and everything, that was completely demolished. Mm-hmm. So I entered into, I had to find a new residence. I had made some investments bought a house as an investment, gutted it. I needed to move in while it was bare to the studs. Uh, I had invested in and started a small company. I thought it was passive investment in some tax and medallions and that market changed. So that required all of my attention to manage that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't all drastic drama. Um, there were, there were still, you know, wonderful moments of being a new mom and, and getting to travel to the uh, country of origin of my son's son's family. Um, but there was a lot of stress during that time and a career path was not, um, a luxury that I had to pursue because I had all of these loose ends that I was really juggling and being a new mom as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, Kim, it's so generous of you to share the personal details of your story. And I know that many of our listeners can relate to, one part or the other or number of parts of it. And we just appreciate you um, sharing. So thank you for for doing that. Uh, I want to know if we can pick up now from what you're describing as as a very low point of trying to rebuild your life. Uh, I I remember now that you contacted us at that time uh, to see um, if there was a way you could attend our iRelaunch Return to Work conference uh, at uh, no charge. And of course, we granted that uh, immediately. And and it was pre-pandemic when we were still running our conferences in person. And this one was at Columbia University. And I want to know if you can talk a little bit about that time of your life, your rebuilding, and what happened um, when you went to the iRelaunch Return to Work conference. Oh, yeah. So um, at this point, I had been granted, again, I, it was t- it was long year struggle, got back from Chicago, moved back to the East Coast. And I literally reached out to your organization. I was living in my brother's basement with my son. Mm. And I was on LinkedIn and I'm reading all of these job descriptions thinking, I'm never, I'm never going to be good enough. I could never do that. I'm not, you know, nobody's going to want me. I've had this break. I, you know, I'm juggling all these balls in the air. It's just, how am I going to do this? And I, emailed, uh, I emailed the organization and, and I remembered saying like, I'm literally typing you, you know, I'm sending this email. 
from my brother's basement <laughs> where mm-hmm. I'm living with my son, jobless. Can you please get me in? I need to connect. I need some inspiration. And that's exactly what happened. Um, I kicked off my, what I consider my real job search after that generous scholarship. I needed that connection in person. That made a huge difference to be able to sit at the table with these folks that were in the same situation I was, um, different variations and different dimensions, but they were all doing the same thing. They were trying to relaunch themselves back into the workforce, feel significant enough to go for the opportunities um, and value what they had learned during their breaks. So I can't tell you how much I appreciated being able to go there and connect with these people. And I networked and I got motivated at the event and I took advantage of all of the tools that your organization has created, like the vlogs and worksheets, all of online tools. They made a massive difference to get me motivated. Well, it's, it's so meaningful to us that the conference was a turning point for you and an official beginning for you and that the resources and the experience were were so helpful and thank you for talking about that and for our audience who's listening now during the pandemic our conferences went virtual and we're still using a virtual model in part because now we can reach relaunchers across the country so we have a national reach instead of being um, in a particular metro area and also the employers who are recruiting um, can can sponsor the conference with the objective to hire relaunchers um, if they're hiring anywhere in the country or remotely. And that feeling that you talk about of walking into the room and seeing hundreds of people there who are just like you and not feeling alone um, is something that we're working to try to replicate online. Um, and we we have a pre-conference Zoom call And we tell everyone to turn their videos on because we want everyone to know that we're all together and we're in that community and uh, and people who are relaunching are not alone. So, yeah, I really appreciate you um, highlighting that piece of it, because the isolation part of it can be very debilitating and the and not being alone and knowing that you're part of a community can be extremely motivating and uplifting and um, having a feeling of mutual support. So that, that's a really, that's a key part of the, of the process. Kim, can you talk to us a little bit more about how long your job search was going on at this time? And, or I know this was the official beginning of your job search and how long it took and how did you remain positive and optimistic in the face of getting rejections or no response or whatever your experience was at that time? Um, sure, absolutely. Well, I would say the job search went on until I was recruited by my current employer. Um, it took a full year. I started my own consulting business because after going to the conference and connecting with folks and, and using the tools, and I had more value in myself. Mm-hmm. And that gave me the confidence to say, uh, okay, I'm more than an evaluation, mm-hmm. 60 minutes to 30 minutes by by someone in HR at a company. Um, they don't know what I'm capable of. I, I can offer clients something and it might not be through an employer. It might just be through me directly. So 
I took advantage of the network that I had in place uh, via LinkedIn and and emailing. And uh, with a few clients, I was able to kind of begin to hobble along uh, mm-hmm. and being new to some technologies and learning to master those. And, and it really is about building for me, it was really about building momentum. Mm -hmm. And I just want to ask you a little um, deeper question about that. So you said, uh, I'm just interested, like, how did you get your first client? I had worked with a, a gentleman when I was in Chicago And he recommended me to this small company and um, I hit it off with the owner and we were able to come to an agreement. And then from there, becoming more familiar with what the needs of or of a particular business owner are, I was able to expand from that point. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for our audience because I know some of us do... uh, try to um, go the consulting route, especially when we are in the process of relaunching and it's an, it's an opportunity to um, reconnect with our core skills. And as you're saying, learn some of the new technologies kind of on the, the job, you know, while, while you're, while you're actually working uh, and pull in some side income while, while you are managing a longer term uh, job search. So can you tell us, what happened next after this uh, period where you're starting to consult? Um, did like what was the next step? Sure. Um, well, I I got my sea legs back under me, as they would mm-hmm. say, and you know I stopped talking about you know Legos and uh, Batman <laughs> movies, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and began more industry speak and and having appointments and and going out um, to consult with client you know my clients, and I received a phone call from a company, uh, you know, again, I was, I relocated. So I received a phone call from a local company. It was a, it's a private company and, uh, they had me come in for an interview and, uh, I think I sat through maybe two interviews. Um, the company itself is very different than anywhere I'd had ever worked before, but what I really, what appealed to me is, you know, I always have a burning passion for recycling and repurposing, um, you know, I'm the person who goes to a hotel that's under renovation and I stop the construction crew to save the crystal chandelier that they're going to throw in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, in any event, I I liked what I heard about what they're doing and, and what I saw as possibilities as well. Um, so I've been I've been with that company uh, for two years now. Wow. Actually, let me just take a step back. When you were consulting, what was the kind of consulting that you were doing? It was... Quasi sales, but it was more of marketing, brand recognition, building up their customer retention database, um, some social media aspects, uh, and also just synergies, looking mm-hmm. at what the industry is doing, trying to connect my client in there, and making the, the links that could afford prosperity for the direction mm-hmm. they were going. And do you think it was the way you were describing the work that you were doing on LinkedIn or your expertise that prompted the random call out of the blue, or do you attribute it to something else? Uh, I think, and the, the woman that had hired me had made mention of the fact that she liked the fact that I had loyalty to my employers. So I wasn't mm. skipping all over the place. I, I stayed in places um, and proven myself there. 
I think that was appealing to them. Uh, and she also liked when she looked at my resume that I had started my own business, uh, which you know, shows, shows a certain level of accountability, responsibility, and, and mm-hmm. the ability to deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think she, according to her, that was what was uh, what stuck out for her most. But I mean, was she, did, was there someone who knew you a lot? Like, was it literally random? And oh, she was somehow completely out of the blue. She found it on my resume on LinkedIn. Wow. That's yeah. so interesting. And I uh, had no experience in their industry. Um, I've never, every time I've left an employer, I've never stayed in the same industry. I've always left mm-hmm. the industry in entirety, gone to something completely new, mastered it and, and, and stayed there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just like, not with particular experience in that, but she liked what she saw, the architecture of what I was going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. It's so unusual to be able to relaunch um, in in that kind of, in that situation. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about uh, Britain Industries, where you're working now, and maybe explain what circular eco-solutions are, what that means, and what the company does, and what you do in your role. Sure, absolutely. Uh, so the company has uh, DEP licensed facilities in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and now in Florida. And they will take in all of the vegetative waste generated by towns and counties in the state. Uh, and that also includes clean soils. So instead of it going to the landfill, uh, or to be discarded irresponsibly, we'll pull them into the facilities and then we repurpose and recycle them. And then we distribute them as product, predominantly ground, ground surface material products like mulches and topsoils and composts and things like that. Mm. Um, it's very appealing. It was very appealing to me just in a romantic nature because I lived with my grandmother for 10 years. She survived the depression. I mean, this is a woman who would wash out Ziploc bags and reuse them. Um, Mm -hmm. So I I really am passionate about the idea of not wasting anything and repurposing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that is the model that they have in place today. And I recall when I first went to work there, it's a private company. There's, there's one gentleman that owns it. And I remember going in and giving him my, my spiel about, Oh, this is wonderful. We're (laughs) a circular economy and we're repurposing recycling. And he just, you know, looked at me like I had three heads, but But it it is true. That is what the company um, offers. And that's what I offer my clientele. So I work with uh, at the state level, county and the towns with the DEP, with their uh, DPW, uh, the Department of Public Works, with their parks and recs folks, with their purchasing agents, um, working with them to maximize what their budgets are and how they can take advantage through the different silos in those organizations and entities uh, to take out what they don't need but to also gain the value of it in their purchases. Mm. And when you first started there, did you have to learn like a new office productivity management system? And um, and how? what was that process like? Uh, their CRM oh, I was familiar with, but the scope of work I needed to master to deal with the clients, again, is a completely new industry. So I had to understand the dynamics of... Um, the running a town, um, a county mm. administration, uh, QPA protocols and process for purchasing agents of the towns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on my, my daily face-to-face encounters with my clients would be with Department of Public Works and or with parks or with school districts, the buildings and maintenance crews, 
to understand what's relevant to them, what's a value add, how do they operate, uh, the bidding process, you know, all the bidding platforms. That was another thing to master, which was new and interesting. Um, so there were a lot of different things that I had to get on top of so that I can speak to my customer and understand what's of value to them and how can I bring that forward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kim, when you're looking back on where you were and, and at that low point when you're living in your brother's basement with your child and think about where you are now, any, do you ever think about that and reflect on the, how much has changed and how much you have evolved on, since your career got back on track and you relaunched? Um, I do. <laughs> I do think about it. I, I think about it in appreciation. You know, it's very hard to have someone living in your house. So mm-hmm. uh, I thank my brother and sister-in-law for that, for sure. Um, I I also realize that I'm more than the predicament or the situation that I'm in. Mm-hmm. So uh, having a job or not having a job, I feel that it just affirms my mindset that, you know, all things are temporary mm-hmm. and that I need to do the work that I need to do the work. Um, I need to have a sense of humor, you know, during that time, uh, you know, I have my stuff stacked all over the place. I don't know where anything is. Half my worldly possessions are in storage. I don't have a job. I'm, I'm, you know, in my fifties, I'm thinking this, what is that? And I, and I would joke and call my friends and and call myself a cellar dweller. So Mm. maintaining a sense of humor uh, was paramount for me. Mm -hmm. Kim, I want to ask you the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? I would just encourage you to have faith because mm-hmm. one tiny step each day does make a difference. Ask for help, ask for recommendations, ask for tools, ask for connections, ask for introductions, um, and have faith. Thank you. And Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. And keep up the great work, Carol. Thank you. And thanks for listening to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, the CEO and co-founder of I Relaunch and your host. For more information on I Relaunch conferences and events, to sign up for our job board and access our return to work tools and resources, go to irelaunch.com. And if you like this podcast, be sure to rate it on Apple Podcasts and your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media. Thanks for joining us. 